Hello and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White and today is Monday, May 2nd. And today I'm going to read for you a poem by self-employed writer, editor, and workshop facilitator, Caroline Mellor. Uh, She lives in East Sussex in the United Kingdom, and she writes about wellness, parenting, sustainable travel, environmental issues. Uh, She writes essays, poetry, and creative nonfiction. Uh, And if you like her poetry, you can find it at carolinemellorwriter.com. She is a poet who posts her wonderful poetry and writing for the world to find online. Uh, So I encourage you, if you like this poem, to look for her there. Uh, Today's poem is called, We Need to Teach the Children the Old Words. And this is how it goes. We need to teach the children the old words, words like brabble and grubble, Twitter lights and clinker bell, words which dance and trip and slip and drip like honey off the tongue. Teach them that a hazy halo of cloud around the moon is called a moonbrock, and that swiftly moving clouds are named Kyries, how a vixen's wedding is a sunny shower of rain, and that a single sunbeam breaking through thick cloud is known as a messenger. Teach them to know the seasons and scents of queen of the meadow and bride of the sun, how to tell Jupiter's staff from fairy fingers, and which roses bloom with the strawberry moon. Teach them to spot pricklebacks in the toddle grass, how to recognize a smuse or a bishop Barnaby, when to watch the sky for flittermice and yaffles, and to pay attention to the Dumbledore and mouse arnacle as she graces the lazy layers of summer. Teach them a few of the old Sussex words for mud, like gubber and slub and stodge and pug, so they know that the precious soil beneath their toes is anything but worthless dirt. Teach them to be users and keepers and makers of the words which bring the land alive. A storybook where everything has its rightful place, including us, where the wilds are fearful and filled with magic and people do noble things and nothing is impossible. In this world of harsh new words, words like planetary dysmorphia and solastalgia, extinction debt and grief mitigation, mega drought and mega fire, anthropogenic pyrocene, words which alarm and get stuck in our throats, describing a world which our hearts cannot grasp. We need to teach the children the old words so that if they should feel lost, the old words might color for them a warm and breathing living map, a light to guide them safely home. I love this poem. I printed this poem out and I folded it and put it in various books and up on my refrigerator. I just think this poem is is wonderful for so many reasons. And I'm just going to point out a couple of them and then encourage you to go find this poem and, and just let it settle in you. The poem itself is made of words, of course, uh, and and the words that she uses are so intentional within this poem. The poem is itself an invitation to old words, uh, and the poem has an epigraph, a quote by Robert McFarlane that says, words are world makers, and that's the message. 
of the poem. Uh, within the poem, she advocates for a vivid sensory experience of words in the natural world and in the poem itself. The poem invites us to savor the words themselves. She uses these wonderful uh, poetic elements, assonance and alliteration, all many iams and trochees, right, which are technical terms for playing with words, using the sounds to, as she says, dance and trip and slip and drip like honey off the tongue. And she wants us and invites us to do that for ourselves with our children from one passing the beauty and the joy of the words from one generation to the next. And then she does it for us within the poem. Uh, it's so beautiful. The Robert McFarlane quote, words are world makers. We see that played out within the poem that words define our reality. Language is formative. So the words that we know and say are the range of what we think and experience and engage and love. And just as a poem is an intentional, ordered collection of words, this poem advocates that we know and love old words, old words that are themselves what they signify. There's these things themselves in the natural world, right? Plants and animals and weather patterns and seasonal rhythms, uh, the names of real and living things that exist and that renew themselves, that are alive. Uh, and she says, if we know those words, if we live those words, maybe we can pass from our generation uh, to the next uh, a vivid sensory experience with the natural world that might be able to protect them from this frantic technologized world. So in giving the next generation these words and the things that they signify, we give them a better world. Uh, the words themselves open up a reality that's richer and lovelier uh, than this frenetic world we live in. Um, at least that's what the poem suggests. And the poem itself is a manifestation of that uh, with the sheer delight and pleasure of words uh, and also a sheer delight and pleasure in the things that those words signify in the natural world themselves. Uh, one more thing that's really important to this poem uh, is that the poem is also grounded in place. Many of these words are localized words, prickleback and toddlegrass, Bishop Barnaby, Yaffle, Flittermouse, and Dumbledore. And for those of you who are Harry Potter fans, you recognize that a Dumbledore is a bumblebee. Uh, it's a Sussex term for bumblebee. And it's localized, it's grounded in place. Uh, and that's a huge part of what this poem is advocating. Uh, the place that she's speaking from is Sussex. But by extension, this poem becomes uh, an invitation to find the words that represent your place or my place. Uh, she's suggesting, what if we engaged in these old words that represent a tradition and a natural rhythm to life that help ground us uh, within our particular place, uh, she in Sussex, me in Colorado, you wherever you are, uh, and that that might become a source of healing uh, and joy and delight. Uh, so here it is again, one more time. We need to teach the children the old words by Caroline Mellor. We need to teach the children the old words, words like brabble and grubble, Twitter light and clinker bell, words which dance and trip and slip and drip like honey off the tongue. Teach them that a hazy halo of cloud around the moon is called a moonbrook. 
and that swiftly moving clouds are named Kyries, how a vixen's wedding is a sunny shower of rain, and that a single sunbeam breaking through thick cloud is known as a messenger. Teach them to know the seasons and scents of queen of the meadow and bride of the sun, how to tell Jupiter's staff from fairy fingers and which roses bloom with the strawberry moon. Teach them to spot pricklebacks in the tottle grass, how to recognize a smuse or Bishop Barnaby, when to watch the sky for flittermice and yaffles and to pay attention to the Dumbledore and mouse arnacle as she grazes the lazy layers of summer. Teach them a few of the old Sussex words for mud, like gubber and slub and stodge and pug, so they know that the precious soil beneath their toes is anything but worthless dirt. Teach them to be users and keepers and makers of the words which bring the land alive, a storybook where everything has its rightful place, including us, where the wilds are fearful and filled with magic. And people do noble things, and nothing is impossible. In this world of harsh new words, words like planetary dysmorphia and solastalgia, extinction debt and grief mitigation, mega drought and mega fire, anthropogenic pyrocene, words which alarm and get stuck in our throats, describing a world which our hearts cannot grasp. We need to teach the children the old words so that if they should feel lost, the old words might color for them a warm and breathing living map, a light to guide them safely home. This has been the Daily Poem produced by Goldberry Studios, post-production by Logan Green. I'm Heidi White. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow with another poem.